Welcome to the Blooming League of Original Podcast. Welcome once again, everyone, to the Thrash and Treasure Podcast. The podcast that pits two genres against each other, the mighty heavy metal and the jazzy handsy musical theatre. Yay, team musical. Yay, team musical. <laughs> I'm Gareth. The voice you just heard is my friend Aaron. Say hello, Aaron. New phone, who dis? Ah, he's already done that once to me today. Eh. Um, and how are you today? Oh, t- really? Oh, you've probably got it coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm good. I, I, I sat here waiting and waiting and waiting. Now I've developed cobwebs. Uh-huh. Was that waiting for me? Yes. Our technical yep. rehearsal yep. was uh, technically really bad. <laughs> that's why we do rehearsals. <laughs> that's why you do a rehearsal. <laughs> so that everything that's going to go wrong did go wrong, and then we fixed it. My coffee went cold and my strawberries got warm. There's a country song in that. Such is life. It is. That's a country As, song. There's actually pretty much a country song in any tragic thing, thing that happens. So, Oh, tell me about it. Anyway. But I also mm. mean, and my first ever girlfriend from right. 1992, yes. we're going on a date. Oh. Um, not obviously, really. she's married right. with children. Okay. Uh, but we're going to go see Come From Away when hey. it opens up in Melbourne again. Because uh, support theatres, support musicians. Support theatres. Yes. Support everyone suffering through this that you can, that's an artist, because artists don't have a nine to five job. We rely on an audience to be there. And if the audience is not there, Mm -hmm. what is the purpose of our lives? Exactly. If we, if we can't perform for you, what can we do? Uh, and yeah, support exactly. the arts. I'm more than a little bit jealous that you're getting to see Come From Away because even though you've already yep. seen it, I've got the fingers crossed for a Perth show. You never know. It, we, yep. we might get here. So, But I will I be. Had, I reckon it will. I reckon it will because it's, it's incredibly popular. And I, I did offer... I did offer if you guys were going to be in Melbourne, mm. you were more than welcome yep. to come and we would have saved ourselves $30 on our tickets. Oh. <laughs> It would have, yeah, it would have cost me 700, but hey, you would have saved 30. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. exactly like, well, that's fine. My, my friend used to come down from Darwin just to come see theatre shows with me. Oh, um, that's a good friend. I'm, I'm not that good a friend, so. Been friends since 1989. Very nice. And uh, one day when we get to a particular musical, I'll, I'll talk more about our, uh, okay. our little relationship in 1992 with seven-year-olds kissing in the treehouse. All right. I can't <laughs> wait for that one. Anyways. Anyways, speaking of 90, speaking of seven-year-olds. I'm going to get straight into it. You gave me one that I was aware of, Bugsy Malone. Now, this was, I mean, this was 70s. This was like 76 or 78 or something like that. So this yep. is a pretty old one. I've seen it. I've seen the movie probably twice and um, showing my age here, it probably was in the 70s when I saw it. It Actually, it was probably 80s. It was probably early 80s when it came out on VHS, but I did see it and it was the most bizarre thing that I'd ever seen because there was these kids and we've got a young Jodie Foster and we've got Scott Bayo, who I forgot was in there when he was cool. And and this is Taxi Driver Jodie Foster age. like Yeah, this is young Jodie Foster that young Gareth had a little little young crush on um, because she was, yeah. you know, she was really cute when you're, when you're that age. 
and she still is. So we've grown together, me, me and everyone else in the world. You and um, I want to say you and Mark David Chapman, but I don't think it's him. It's uh, who who tried to assassinate Ronald Reagan. Oh, okay. Oh, did he have a Jodie Foster thing? Oh, oh. yes. And we'll, we'll get to that one day. All right, we'll get there as well. But we're still, we're stuck <laughs> with Bugsy Malone. It's a really odd premise because they've made essentially a Prohibition era gangster movie with children. And the children are, are acting as adults and they just look like little people in in suits and it's quite violent but they get around the violence by they're still shooting each other and they're you know hanging off the sides of cars uh, john hinckley jr I'm thinking oh good of. anyway all right chicago prohibition era you've got child actors acting as adults it's quite violent but they get around the violence by they've still got the tommy guns and the machine guns but they shoot essentially cream and you get splurged Splurge. which i thought was hilarious and once you're splurged they don't actually die but you're all you're kind of once you've been splurged that's it, man. You're out of here. So it's a fun little movie. And I honestly, I haven't seen it since I watched it a couple of times. It's got to be 30 plus. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> way over. 30 plus years ago. But the one thing about it and the first thing that, that I thought of when you said Bugs Malone is the song Bad Guys. Because that has been stuck in my head since I've seen seen the film. It is such a great, catchy song. You know, we could be anything that we wanted to be, but we decided to be bad. Uh, they just wanted to be the best at being bad. And I just thought that was <laughs> it was such a great song. And all the songs in it, I didn't realize they were all, most of them were written by Paul Williams, I think. Um, Why are there so many songs about rainbows and what's on the other side? That guy, which again, I, I didn't realise. That is realize. him, okay. <laughs> it is, it's that guy. So he's he's quite a... Oh no, he didn't do I Love LA. That was Randy Newman. Okay, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. All right, thanks Randy. I love LA. And then uh, Chris Kardashian did a cover of that. I love my friends. Oh, it's fucking awful. I don't know who that is. I don't know any Kardashians Chris at all. Kardashian. I don't know who they are. Oh. I'm, I'm oh, God. Well, if I have to know, you have to know. That's not fair. No, I'm a Kat. I'm a Kardashian free zone. I, I don't know one from the other. So it's fantastic. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. Yes. No, you're lucky. Anyway. But it's a. That's, that's not. But a bad taste to your mouth. <laughs> it's a really, it's a really interesting, odd movie, but it's so much fun. And as I said, I haven't seen it again, but I've listened to the, the soundtrack and I caught myself singing along to it because, you know, there's some seriously, seriously catchy songs in there. And, you know, there's, there's the, there's the funny ones and there's the sad ones and, um, you know, there's the one about Tallulah, which used to kind of annoy me that song. Cause I, I just didn't, I just didn't like the song. Just that was just me. I just wanted to, which was great because it was, you know, just tell me about being a gangster. So, so this was, but the, the, there's gangsters and there's wannabes and, there's wannabes. and dreamers. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, um, is it Fizzy, the the janitor who dreams of being a dancer? He wants to be a dancer. Yep. In, in that song, yeah. and and I love that song. Cheers. Um, and I, I and think, I, is the song literally called? No, what's the song? It's not called "You Want to Be a Dancer." It's I don't know. You're thinking of tomorrow, but getting confused with. So you want to be a boxer in the golden ring, yep. that one. Well, I, I have a funny story about that song coming up when we, get to, when we get to notes. Which is another great song. I didn't realize how insanely popular this movie was because when I saw it, I just thought, oh, okay, it's, a, it's just a fun little kids movie and I'm a kid and it was fun. And looking into it, I, I find out that this thing's huge. It is. It was so popular. In fact, doing my research, UK and it, it was huge in the UK, and, and it was the most 
screened film in UK secondary schools in 2011, which is a bizarre little factoid. And I don't even know why in 2011, all of a sudden, why are so many schools watching Bugsy Malone? That might have been putting it in the kids' consciousness because they did do a West End production okay. around about that time. And it might have just been getting kids familiar with it so that when the auditions came out, kids will be like, oh, I want to be in Bugsy Malone. Yeah. I don't know. That's just a theory. Because Bugsy Malone, mm. had uh, they had their West End production. The, the first one was, I think, in the 80s. Yeah. Directed by Mickey Dolenz. Wow, from the Monkees. Hey, hey. Yeah, right. Hmm. Starring Catherine Zeta-Jones. Whoa. As Tallulah. And then they did it again, I think, in 97, which was the same year I did it, where Jamie Bell, who was Billy Elliot in the Billy Elliot movie, and then he's gone on to have a, you know, good film career. Actual career, yep. An actual career, yeah. Mm. Well, well, Billy Elliot's a great movie. Yeah. Well, he was in it as well. In 97, so the okay. same year I did. Okay. So if you look at his career projection and my career projection. <laughs> All right, what went wrong? <laughs> I don't know, but I went down in the mines and he went up in the, <laughs> the stratosphere. That's okay. I can't see Catherine Zeta-Jones as Tallulah. I, I can't see that in my head. Well, she was obviously underage at the time. Yeah, I just um, can't see it as, as a character. Yeah. Well, no. oh, maybe. Okay, maybe. Also, the other thing, because when we did it here in, in Melbourne in 1997, we auditioned in 1996. I had no idea what it was. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. My, my only knowledge of it was we were told that there's this musical, Bugs mm. in Malone, that has all kids. We yep. were told this at acting class, right? And I actually told this story on um, Drag Race Debates recently that the director came in mm. one day to teach us a class as a guest teacher. Now, back then in 95 and 96, in my first couple of years of theatre, I was going from being picked on at school to being in a place where I was comfortable and can talk and can thrive. So therefore, I was a little bit of a smart ass. Oh, really? Uh, that surprises shut me. Up. <laughs> shut up. Shut <laughs> up. And I would always talk out of line Mm. and talk too much and you know obviously i've changed since then Mm. shut your mouth gareth Um, (laughs) well i have to because i don't get a word in edgewise (laughs) (laughs) thank you anyways the director pulled me aside Mm. and she said if you were to come to the bugsy malone audition you would not get in wow and i went to that audition and there was maybe 20, 25 other kids in the same audition. Mm, I don't mean going for the same part. I mean, they would put us in in groups because there was something like 500 children from the area and beyond. Every child actor in in the area in theatre and and all Mm. that, or even non-actors. I I know people who auditioned for it, but had no interest in acting, but their parents thought, oh, you should go along for this. So they had us all in in big groups. And I sang Any Dream Will Do from Joseph and his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, which I hadn't seen. I hadn't heard. I didn't know the song or the melody. I only had my brother's girlfriend playing it on piano to teach me how to mm. sing this song. Right? And obviously we, we found a, a copy of it and, and all that. So I could learn, but I wasn't at all familiar with it. And somehow I got in. Okay. I don't know how. There was so many talented kids mm. that could sing and dance uh, that didn't get in. Yep. And from my acting group, there was only, uh, from our theatre class, there was only two or three of us that got in. Yeah. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> so you clearly weren't cast as Fat Sam. Who did you play? Well, funnily enough, we um, changed it to Slap Sam. Oh. I don't know if it was changed professionally, little... but... Yeah, okay. Yeah, our one was Slap Sam. Slap Sam. I was in the ensemble. Yes. But I also had a speaking role. 
Hey. As a part name, as a character named Shady, hey. who was a gangster, and I was, uh, I went undercover in the Chinese laundry. Okay. Yeah. Right. I had to wear traditional Chinese laundry clothing. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about cultural reappropriation. Mm. But no, that's that's he was undercover in, and it was you know. The, the costume maker, uh, the costume designer, tried to be as authentic as she could with the times yeah, for yeah. a bunch of kids. Yeah, but I do remember actually there was there was a discussion between myself and the director and the assistant director and maybe a couple other people because they didn't know whether or not my character was supposed to be talking in an American accent mm. or am I undercover talking in a Chinese accent? Oh, that is fraught with danger. <laughs> You don't want to go there. 1997 people and oh. I was only 12 years old or even then during rehearsals I was 11 because <laughs> I, I don't remember what the, the rehearsal period was or, or what. Actually, yeah. I have a box with all of that in there, but we did rehearse for about five months because think about it, there is 52 children in this cast or something like that. A lot of mm. children, maybe only 30 something. You've got ensemble, you've got dancers, you've got the lead roles, you've got all the gangsters and stuff like that and the bit parts and, and all that. Now, the, the yep. building we were in was built in 1860. Wow. Okay. And there we were in 1997, 137 years later, 50 oh. children running around this theatre, which was falling apart. Mm. Lovely old building and, and awesome company. And But yeah, and who, who decided on that? I don't know. Uh, that's a, a pretty silly decision, uh, if you ask me, because that <laughs> how that building survived us, I don't know. I really don't. Mm. But yeah, so and, and also in the boxing scene, I was in that and... Um, because okay. obviously, like other scenes, like the Fat Sam's Grand Slam, yep. um, the big number, you know, I was at the table with my dancing partner and we got up and we had to Charleston. So I had to learn mm. how to Charleston. Mm -hmm. um, but in the boxing number, I remember also there was a discussion about me in that part because there's no way in hell I could legitimately play a boxer and get away with it. Yeah. Yep. And so they made me the water boy. Yeah, okay. That's a fair call. It is a fair call, but damn, I could be a boxer if I want to. That's the point of the song. Yeah, you yeah. Gotta be a boxer. So, you know, if you've got it inside you, you don't know. You just gotta try and yeah. You're you're going in and out no, again. I know. I, it it dropped again. So it keeps telling me my internet's unstable. I know I'm on the NBN. So it's unstable as shit. Thanks, Malcolm. The NBN. Well, I think we're, we are too. Yeah, okay. I, I, look, back then also, 97, because think this is a show with all children mm. and you look at the, the industry laws now and the union laws now. Mm. The, our parents dropped us off at the theatre and left. Yeah, yeah. You know, and obviously there was a few parents around to help with costumes and, and stuff like that or set mm. building or, or whatnot, mm. but... Really, it was the director, choreographer, the musical director, and the assistant director, mm. and that's it. You know, we, mm. we didn't have helicopter parents around. Yeah, thank God. We didn't have a bunch of laws to say we could only be at the theatre between 7pm and 9pm, and that's yeah. it. There was no time laws or anything like that. This was a two-act musical as well, so we were there for the whole mm. thing. And then think about it, tech rehearsals, they take a long time and bump in and bump out, yep. all that, and we're all, you know, all kids doing this. Yeah. But you know, it was fun. It was my first proper stage show before I had only done street theatre and concerts mm. and reviews and stuff. Yeah. So it was my first proper book musical. I still don't know how 
and it was plagued by puberty. It really was. Uh, it's always going to be, though, isn't it? Yes. Uh, oh, and mm. we didn't have splurge guns. Oh, what did you have? Silly string. Oh, okay. And I never got silly strung. Oh. I was so disappointed. <laughs> but I, because you know how in, in the movie, there's um, Dandy Dan is the antagonist yeah, yeah. of the yeah. story. They actually made them um, sequence sell. So they made it a girl. Oh, okay. And so there was a boy gang versus a girl gang. Oh. And so in this scene with Shady and I had to go and use the phone and be like, hey, boss, you know, I've, I've been checking out the laundry or whatever my, my dialogue mm. was. I turn around and the girls are standing behind me and they sprayed me with perfume. Oh. And that's what killed me. I think maybe Shady uh. is in the movie, but not much. Yeah, okay. Like only a split second and he's not named. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm taking up all your time with my Bugsy mm. Malone stories. No, really? Um, but I got through all my notes, so... Ben. Oh, and we didn't have the big um, pie fight at the end. Oh, okay. That's a shame because that's kind of the best part of it. Yeah, because we had matinees as well as evening performances uh, on weekends. Yep. It was a uh, logistical nightmare that they decided before we even got there. So I, I didn't get splurged, nor did I get a pie in my face, but I did get sprayed with poisonous perfume. Mm. Fell on my knees and died and got dragged off, um, which is the story of my life, really. <laughs> but, you know, it's a fun show. It really is. I wouldn't direct it. Yeah, it is a fun show. It's a fun It's a fun little movie. And I did have a look on, I had a look on Stan and I had a look on Netflix and I couldn't find it. So I'd probably have to dig a bit deeper into. A- ABC. Sorry? Or SBS. Oh, yeah. A- ABC or SBS because they often play it at night. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I am going to watch it again. Oh, good. When I when I find it it was that was the funniest thing about listening to the soundtrack because I just chucked it on Spotify and instantly and it is a soundtrack this time yeah it is it is not a cast album it is actually this the soundtrack and it it brought back so many memories and it was a lot of you know oh I was taken right back because it's it's a it's a childhood thing it was a really I you know that's like I said that that song bad guys has been stuck in my head for you know I don't know how many years since you know <laughs> since the 80s which outside of you know 80s hair metal that's usually that's all that's stuck in my head so yeah it was a lot of it was a lot of fun listening to it again and, and thinking about it and remembering fragments of the movie because it is a really fragments but I'm gonna it's on my list of ones to ones to watch I, I'm probably gonna watch that before I get to prom but you never know. It's, yes. on, it's on my list so it was you know it was lots of fun well, save it for after the prom as a palate cleanser oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i do i do that that'd make more I sense do that a lot of, so it was like you know it was lots of fun there was lots of big um big stars today that that were in it as as kids and scott bayo uh, <laughs> I, so. I was gonna say <laughs> but who were the other big stars that were in it okay so maybe just jodie foster just jodie foster and she's not just a big jodie star foster. anymore she's pissed people off and she's stuck by mel gibson remember um how dare she have friends and how dare she have an opinion also dexter fletcher was babyface in it and he's kind of a you know he's kind of a big star oh yeah that's right he was in it I, actually, this year, getting me through COVID, Bugsy Malone, the soundtrack, coming on Spotify, because it hadn't been on oh. there before. I Every month I would check because I just wanted oh, to okay. listen to my Bugsy Malone again. You know, and it was it has a, yeah. a special place in my heart. It was my first first production and it came on this year and so every day i would listen to it and especially i'm feeling fine that's that's a nice Mm. little relaxant song to have with a coffee it's a a fun little song there's lots of fun little songs and here's a weird thing i i just discovered this talking about famous actors and this guy's not particularly famous but andrew paul who played um 
the policeman in it. He's English. He he went on to play a policeman on the bill. Oh, okay. I used to watch that. Uh, for for 13 years, he was PC Dave Quinnan in oh, the bill. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, so I... He, he went from playing a, a cop in Bugsy Malone to literally that was his, has been his career for 13 years, was wow. playing a cop in the bill. So he was typecast, in other words. <laughs> you get typecast as, yeah. O'Dreary, the dumb policeman. Because yeah. so, the, the cops in it were, yeah, they were pretty dumb. I, were, I did see a reunion thing or a Bugsy Malone, Where Are They Now on YouTube. Oh, okay. I don't remember when I saw it, but um, yeah. I know uh, I think Flory Duggan was in it and Fat Sam. Mm-hmm. don't know if Scott Bale and Jodie Foster were, but I can't remember if it was from the uh, special features from the DVD, which pisses me off. People stop putting these special features from DVDs on YouTube and claiming it's some sort of fucking exclusive for your channel. It's not. It's from the fucking DVDs. Sorry. I don't know why you do those rants because I always cut them out. I know you do, but I hope that you'll leave them in because these are the things that I need to get out to the universe so that they'll stop uh, uh, fucking doing it. You should get get your own podcast. Um, I do. I have three of them. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, this one's yours. <laughs> here's a question. Yeah. And I don't know the answer to this. Did the actors who played the parts in, in the movie... Sing their songs. Did they sing the parts? Because the soundtrack's not them at all. It's not. Uh, it's actually written on Wikipedia. All right. If you go down to the soundtrack, you'll have a look, and it's just singing voices. And mm. one of them is Julie McWhitier, or McWhitier, mm. who was a voice actress from the Smurfs. The cartoon Yeah, Smurfs? the animated series. Okay. So, oh, okay. And um, Archie Hahn, I think his name is, and Paul Williams as well. Yeah, okay. This was lots of fun. This was the most fun I've had. In, in this podcast. <laughs> because Even I, more I, than and, Come From Away? Oh, look, it's different. It's mm. different to Come From Away. Come From Away, was that was great because I discovered something new. This was fun just to go back to, you know, a simpler time when I was a, a horrible little... A horrible little ranger. Yeah, a horrible little ranger. I still remember when I was watching it, I just wish they would sing less because I wanted to get on with the shooting. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, but it was lots of fun. So, you know, Bugs Me Alone, four out of five. There's, oh, there, yeah. There, there you go. That's oh, It's a great... And look, if those songs, because I've been listening to it so much on my Spotify, if they turn up in some weird algorithm and playlist then I, I wouldn't be too disappointed it'll 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 make me chuckle it'll make me chuckle if you hadn't given it a good score mm. i was gonna splurge in your face ah uh, anyways it's really gonna have to cut that one out <laughs> don't you dare <laughs> don't you dare anyways, anyways from one to another now yeah from from one lot of gangsters to another so one lot of gangsters to another this is weird so i know right? where did and where did you spend your time Aaron, well, who, well, who did you spend it with? Well, I'll start off by mm. preferencing that now you have ruined hip hop for me as well. Thank you very much, Gareth. I'm glad. Anyways, um, would you like to hear my review? I'm sure you do. Oh, Jesus! All right, hit me. Well, you know I don't care, but it, it wouldn't no, be a podcast I... if you didn't give a review. So, if I didn't pull some sort of cunning stunt, <laughs> ah, there it is. Anyways. Well, when I first saw the cover, I thought, oh, shit, there goes the neighbourhood. I'm not sure if I'm quite ready to cop killer tracks from a band I remember from my childhood, back when I used to love her, but this podcast is a necessary evil, and even though I'm two points ahead, well, now three, I pressed play and the song (laughs) Carnival left the taste of smoked pork in my mouth. 
But the real problem is, and this is shocking, so shocking that Mama's gonna die tonight. The winner loses this week. Yes, you evil dick, Gareth. I was swept <laughs> up by their C-note voodoo shit by body motherfucking count, you poor excuse for a street lobotomy. <laughs> I was surviving this game perfectly wow. fine until now. You had dug me shallow holes, mm. but I got my masters in revenge with two drive-by quick shots with this music business. Who are you? You're fucking with BC. Now I'm a dead man walking, born dead, nearing my last breath as the cover of Ace of Spades comes on. Damn it. Tony Hawk Pro Skater mm. 2. I used to last days and days playing that, hearing that song. Mm -hmm. This album was a murderous mix of punk and hip-hop and metal, and you are the root of all evil. Another of your dirty bombs, only this time it hit and knocked this bitch in the pit. <sighs> Forcing me to enter the dark side. You know I'm such a wannabe gangster. Get a job down in the bayou, you pop bubblehead carnivore. No need to bum rush. The hate is real. This is why we ride. No lives matter in this game. Only music. And Ice-T and his fellow bandmates have been stuck in my head all bloody week. And it didn't suck. No lies. Other albums may force me to pray for death but Carnivore had sent me back to rehab, cleansing my mind of the atrocities I've encountered so far in this podcast. <laughs> and I'm not going to point fingers. This album and band produces music of many colours compared to most other metal bands. The critical breakdown broke down at the exciting melodies, puncturing lyrics that left a dent in my conscience and enough passion to incite a civil war. God, please believe me. I will show extreme discipline from now on, but I say with no remorse as I put up my black hoodie and concede this episode of our blood sport, Carnivore is on another level. So yes, sports. Body counts in the house and now on my Ultimates playlist, four stars and fuck you. Yes. Fuck you. Is that is that now, that is 3-1, I'm counting. That was actually 31, I think. <laughs> Well, I got I counted up to 30 and then I got lost when I turned the page. <laughs> if you even know what I'm talking about. I, I just give you a massive round of applause for trawling through their whole back catalogue. Okay, so you're doing what I mean. And yeah, and dropping lyrics and song titles right throughout. So yeah. So epically smoothly, mind you. Thank oh, you very it much. Was, well, I actually thought you were going to start rhyming there, but you went the other way. I did start writing a rap to write my review. <laughs> I did. Thank, um, thank you. Thank you for saving us. But the only yeah, song okay. I could come up with to start off. Fuck you. Yeah. I can rap. Thank you very much. Uh, right. Um, white boy. The only rap I could come up, like to, to write the lyrics over it, mm. a song that exists, not to come up with my own tune, um, was an Eminem song, which I thought would probably just not be right. Um, yeah. But it did start off with uh, when I first saw the album cover. Mm. Yes, it did. It took me right yeah. back to 93. Hang on, where is it? No, I won't do it. Okay. Too bad. No. You don't get to hear it. Um, yeah, look, shut up. You did this deliberately because you know I like rap and hip hop. And um, you knew I would connect with their style of metal and. and I and actually. Especially the Ace of Spades cover. Ace of Spades cover. Ace of Base. Ace of Base. 
Yeah. They didn't cover Ace of Ace of Base, thankfully. But they probably could. I mean, Ice Ice T, as far as I can see, he can do whatever he wants. Like he's great. It was actually yeah. Ice T's Power, which is way back. One of his early albums was the first rap album I ever bought, and it's still probably one of the only few I still own because I'm not a I'm not a huge rap fan, but I did like Ice T back in the day. Interestingly, on the Colors 2020, it's not really a cover, but I guess it is. It's got Dave Lombardo, who was plays the drums on Slayer's Raining Blood. Oh, okay. I thought I recognized so, that name. Yeah. So he was in Slayer at the time. There's quite a few. Uh, there's Amy Lee from Ev- Evanescence. She she pops up in there. Yeah. I, well. Uh, well, that's look. I mean, it was a good song um, lyrics, and it was um, wasn't it about Lemmy from um, uh, Motorhead? Probably. I'd have to look into that one. Well, there's something was said at the start. I don't uh, know. I've been songs. listening to fucking musical theatre for the past week. I don't. I don't know. I didn't even get a palate cleanser because normally I, I hit through the album I give you just to just to get a palate cleanser. I didn't even do it. So I'm sad and glad you liked it because I I just like causing you pain. But the fact you liked it makes me happy but then wish i'd tried harder yeah yeah well you, you took a cheap shot and you get a cheap point yeah yeah you knew i would like this that's uh, so not I fair <laughs> i didn't know you knew well no i didn't i didn't think you were gonna like it i thought i was just gonna give you some hard ass shit there because it is an acquired taste like body counts an acquired taste because it's it's not rap and uh, it is very metal mm. but you do but no it, it's not rap but they they bring that mentality there yeah yeah you can hear it in their lyrics you can hear it in in the style of singing slash shouting which yeah. is probably a little bit more palatable than some that i've heard mm. so yeah. far it's a great mix because ice t writes some really angry lyrics and so he should because he's got a lot to be angry about and he always has done with body count and it adds that extra level of aggression, I think. And he's, you know, he's writing stuff that has affected him, and you know what's happening in the world now, and all that sort of, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I got a lot of time for it. Uh, they're not gimmicky, like a lot of people who will change genres and 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 try yeah. something else. Mm. There's a gimmick there, and you can tell. Like, and I already knew that he loved metal, anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you can tell there's that love there, that there's that passion there for it. Um, yeah, it's... and I, I did listen to Voodoo again. <laughs> of course, you did. It wasn't what I remembered it to be. And and KKK bitch. And yeah, this no, this... no, oh, I no. didn't listen to the others. <laughs> Just Voodoo. Just Voodoo, because I wanted to see if it was what I remembered it to be, and it wasn't. It wasn't okay. Yeah. But also, I had my fan purifier and air conditioner mm. on, so I really couldn't hear it properly. To right. be fair, okay. So I probably shouldn't have even just bothered bringing that up. No, but it's added a lot to this discussion so thank you it has yeah now look at um fuck you yeah that's now we're now we're just angry at each other for giving us shit that we like (laughs) people people listening to this podcast for the first time we go when do they start arguing about the music Why do they like everything? Well, yeah. you're the only one that's really liked everything so far. I haven't liked everything. No, you haven't liked everything. And... See, I have an open mind, but... Um... You'd either have to have an open mind or no mind at all oh, no. <laughs> in order to do a <laughs> yeah. podcast like this. Yeah, and and it is truly challenging every week having to listen to some of the some of the shit that you throw up. But you haven't been fair because you've thrown up some really important stuff. So... <laughs> if you gave me those stupid bloody musical musicals with singing cats, you know, campy, pointless fucking lyrics, then I could sit here in pain and then just rant about how ridiculous it is. But you don't. You keep coming up with important shit. So I keep dropping bombs. Dropping the bomb. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
you'd, well, you'd I didn't know this was going to be a contest, but now it is. It's just fucking game on. So, that's oh right. man, like getting the last fucking French fry is a contest. Yeah, like why not? Like you can have that. I'm I'm taking a back seat on the carbs, so you can have all the French fries you want. Oh yum. Yeah. Anyways, this <laughs> isn't about food. It's this, not about this food. Was, it's about music. Yeah. No. I. Uh, yeah, I really. And yeah. look, compared to someone like Limp Biscuit, which tries to do the hip hop sound. Oh, don't. I wait. Let me finish. You same? always think the worst of me, don't you? I do. I don't know how. <laughs> how? I'm not sure. Where did that come from? Compared to mm. somebody like or a band like Limp Biscuit with their wannabe hip-hop, mm. right? The blending of the genres in body count works mm. and mm. it sounds legitimate mm. and it, it sounds good yep. and melodic. Yeah, You know, I don't hear that from... Like even a band like 28 Days, was it? Everybody rip it up. Like that, you could tell they were trying to be a bit hip-hop-y. Yeah. But it was well, not very good. Not to me anyways. To other people, yeah, they loved it, but I didn't. Yeah, I think or just organically they bring that, like you say, that hip-hop sensibility and they bring that groove and they bring that rhythm of hip-hop. Just It just happens organically with the music because that's, that, that's what they do. So Kind of like yeah. how I hear disco in The Clash. Okay. Which is usually what people say to me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you don't hear it? You Look, can't hear the... I've got, I've got London Calling on vinyl. I'll drop it on later and I'll see if I can find some disco. There's a, quite a few songs that, that have... Not, not saying that they are disco songs. I'm saying they have the mentality of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you were to speed them up or whatever or, do you know, do remixes or whatnot they would make fucking killer disco songs rock the casbah listen to that is a disco song oh that, that's not it that's not a punk song that's a dance song <laughs> i want to dance to it i'm now gonna have the punks after me but anyways again this is about body count i am not deflecting away from that you were right gareth mm. this was a good album I look, I lose. Okay, I concede the win. See how easy that was to do. <laughs> no matter how big my ego, you're allowed to concede and still walk away a man. Speaking of um, my ego, mm. last week I didn't I say something about proving you wrong just for my ego, but I couldn't be mm. bothered getting up. You were right again. It was epidemic. And I don't know why I read it as mm. pandemic and I wrote it down as pandemic. Maybe because we've been living in a fucking pandemic for the last nine months. We are living in a pandemia world and I am a pandemia girl. Oh. I'm going to give myself 40 lashes for that one so you don't need to. It's terrible. <laughs> I just I just feel sorry for all our listeners. I had to listen to that anyway. This is what happens when they don't catch me when I've first just woken up. <laughs> whatever's I've whatever. had a couple of hours to wake up and get some energy mm. and come up with my stupid shit. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to put Ace of Spades on my Ultimates playlist. Oh, that cover of Ace of Spades? Yes. Wow, okay, cool. So I, uh, whilst it is a cover song, technically cheating, mm. it, it, and it is a song that's, as I said, it was on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, okay. so I've heard it that many times, and I knew it anyways just from being in the punk scene mm. and all that, because it is, even though Motorhead or a... Uh, is Motorhead, Motorhead, yeah. Mm, it is uh, Motorhead. Do the original. Yes. Yeah, and didn't we talk about them last week? Wait, that's the one that collects the Nazi propaganda. Lemmy. Yep. Well, he did. He's, oh, he's sadly passed. Okay. And that's who the one that the song was for. Mm. 
see it, it see people isn't that a lesson that ice t probably knows though those accusations or that collection about him but it still admires the man and his music yeah and and we'll do a tribute song to him it's that's this on and set we have one opinion and we have another opinion and they both can live side to side uh, side by side Here we go like lemmy and ice t yes like me and and body count mm. but you know they no, they're not my typical metal which my typical metal is like metallica the black album <laughs> <laughs> let's find the least that's not even the least metal metallica album but anyway no i, I know ride the lightning and justice for all yeah. i'm not going to shit on the black album it's a great album it is a great album yeah. and it's it's popular and well known for a reason because they are great songs they are yeah. mellow uh, mellow i can't even fucking say the word mm. they are melodic they linger in your brain. They've got there's some interesting stories in there, and and look, I like sad but true. I think that's a that's a great song. Mm. I've been singing that this year, saying you you you're my mask, you're my corona shelter. Oh, I see. Yep, that way. I didn't didn't do as much research this time mm. as I normally do because mm. I didn't need to. Mm. No, well, you didn't. I just rewatched all of Law and Order SVU. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. There's no way now I'm watching any <laughs> Law and Order series. Sorry to anyone out there who may like it or work on it. Not my cup of Tetley at all. I I do remember watching it, but it's been on for so many years. I I don't think I've seen one for yeah. I don't think I've seen one for fifteen years or probably more. 20 um and i and ice t's been in it for probably that many years as well so um yep yeah is he still in it I he is still in that. it he's actually got a bigger role now than he did before because he just used to kind of get he used to get like three words and spend a lot of time just hanging in the background um scowling a lot he does that well the word you're looking for is tokenism yeah <laughs> yeah this is true this is true um, but no, i i but you know, I have been revisiting Friends. Yeah, just to compensate. Okay, good. That's not a. That's not a. No, but it's an. That's an NBC I'm now, show. I'm now. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm now speechless. Well, I, come on, I'd love Friends. Yeah, my kids love Friends too. So sorry, I I said that wrong. I said I'd love Friends. You would love. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> well, you've got a friend in me. Ah. No, this is becoming a love in. I'm going to puke. We should wrap it up before we... Everybody wrap it up. Wrap it up. It's something where... I don't know the words are. Words are. Um, yeah, look, I I, I, I like Ice-T full stop. Yeah, me too. I liked him before Body Count because, you know, being a kid and liking rap. Mm. Um, you know, was, these are the influences of my older brother and sister, metal and, yeah. um, you know, watching stuff like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street at three years old four years old and and all that so yeah like yeah. I, I i'm i'm disappointed but i'm glad you brought them back into my life hey. which i say with both middle fingers yes pointed only, directly up only it was a video <laughs> podcast all this gold that i'm missing out on you are um um yes okay so now okay we, this is going to be next week's episode yes i will give you next uh, for next episode, yes. I'm going to give you another of my all-time favorite shows. Okay. Let's hope you don't know this one. All right. It's uh, and it's very timely mm -hmm. for this time of year. Okay. It's a little show that swept the world uh -oh. called Rent. I've heard of it, but I have no idea. Thank God. I have no idea anything Thank about God. it. I've heard of it like I've heard Thank of... God. I don't know, some other stupid musical, but yep. Okay. Rent. Cats. Cats, yeah. I've heard of yeah. like I've heard of cats and I haven't seen any cats. So it's 
People used to camp out on the street for tickets. Okay. Just like they do rock concerts. All right. This is how massively popular it is. And there is a, a film version mm-hmm. with the original cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you're best to look for it on iTunes, mm-hmm. not on Spotify. Okay. Because iTunes will have the full double album, which you oh, want. You don't want the highlights album. No, I want every single song, a whole double album. Can't yes, wait. Yes, you do. Because there's a lot of like 30 second phone messages and stuff like that strewn through. So even though it's a double CD, you, you will get the story of what's happening. But they also filmed the Broadway version on the, the final week. Okay. And released it on DVD. Okay. So rent. I'm excited. Okay. Rent, 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 right. rent. I'm going with rent. Short, short word, long, long musical. Okay. Next episode for you, I'm giving you one of my favorite albums of the past 10 years. A little band called Stuck Mojo out of the south of the USA and their last release, Here Come the Infidels. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. I'm just going to drop that one on you. Stuck Mojo, Here Come the Infidels. Infidels. I'll send you a link. Well, I hope you enjoy it. Mm. And I hope I hate this album so much that it incites lots of sassy comedy out of me i hope i hope you hate it so much you <laughs> you're right that's fantastic anyway before we go uh, yeah. do you have something to plug aaron i do okay. go by the thomaston tales yes. listen to drag race debates mm-hmm. uh have a merry christmas oh. so this is after our christmas episode isn't it what a fantastic christmas episode wasn't it lovely hey. of allison to join us for that thank you a beautiful conversation with her which is funny because we are recording this mm. before mm. we record that episode <laughs> Whilst we know that they at home don't, which now they will, because you'll no doubt leave that in the episode. I might cut it out for brevity. (laughs) And follow us on Twitter, Thrash and Treasure. Mm -hmm. Check out Gareth's poetry. He's the metal poet, man. Like, he's got some performances online, don't you? No, I do not. Sure, how? I'm I'm sure he does. He just doesn't want you guys to. Just like me and my rap performance. I'm not sending anyone there. It's It's hidden. Yeah. Anyway, you can catch me on the Twitters at NotGareth on the Twitters. And if you're interested in what I think about the music I really like, head over to wallofsoundau.com and you'll find all my writings and musings. And I should have an end-of-year top 20 album uh, review, which will be published anytime soon. So check it out and tell me what you think. All right, between now and then, awesome. everyone have a safe safe time and enjoy yourselves, and we're going we're gonna to get out of here and see you again next week. All righty. Hooroo. Ciao. Take care. And Happy New Year. Woohoo!